This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. In the last episode of Unearthing Art, I think when we are looking for the new, when we're looking for growth, and where we can be a bit focused on what do I need to add to this? How do I bring things together? We're kind of wanting to build something. We actually yes. have to deconstruct something first. We have to, you know, do the destruction before the creation. I think that the tricky part, especially creating new work and evolving your work, is more of a shedding, so to speak, and peeling the onion back. It is a process of going through and figuring out the things that matter the most to figure out like, is this that important to me? If we're feeling stuck, really mired down and we feel something inside saying this isn't the right place and yet we're not sure what comes next. Like there's this strange tension, this strange anxiety around it and perhaps what's happening there is a need to let some stuff go to let go of some some baggage whether it's personally or artistically to move on to the next step it makes me think of you said letting go of who we've been and sometimes I think it's about letting go of our idea of who we've been I think that you're absolutely right there is this idea that we have of ourselves and then there's the idea that we think other people have of us what's (laughs) funny is none of it matters because When we're self-aware and we have this honesty, we can actually say, you know, does that actually matter? And really question things that we're hanging on to Mm -hmm. that may not be serving us. And now part two of the conversation. What's really cool is when you go all in on the thing that matters the most, it does emerge as something really special. And I think this goes to um, to really lead to how we find our own voice and be unique in the world and how we actually be unique in the marketplace as well. Because there is there's a lot of sameness without diving into these deeper questions because there's a lot of comparison there's a lot of you know viewing on instagram like we can see anything which is cool because we can see anything but the other problem is we see everything and take it all in and think we need to do it too and and the reality is we really don't but if we can peel the onion back enough so that people can see us individually i think that it creates such a unique marketplace as well that is hugely opportunistic and exciting and I get really inspired by that because I feel like you know you can do something that you really love that's sustainable and you could do it forever and and when I say forever like I love the new I mean anyone who knows me knows that I love to have the new but you know for me color is one of those things like I can do it forever I can do I can surprise myself with color forever because it's just one of those things that is fun for me. So that's one layer of the onion that 
I would be shocked and amazed if I ever get rid of color at some yeah. level because it's just that thing that I could do forever and I still find surprise in it. And I think that's the other thing too about the onion is it's peeling the onion back to things that you could do forever and yet you still find surprise in it mm-hmm. is kind of an interesting idea that I think I've looked at pretty hard as well because again I'm really caught up in the idea that I don't really want to create an art business or art practice that I don't actually want to do mm. and I you know I don't want to have regrets about that kind of stuff or feel like I'm the rebel teenager who is told what to do and I don't want to do it anymore, you know? So mm. that's where I think looking at it and saying, what what do I love enough that I could surprise myself on a regular basis and just explore? Because again, what is art? It's just really looking at something and asking these questions and then the output is the art, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So yeah. what questions are interesting enough to look at? Yeah, what questions can occupy you for the rest of your life? Yes. And I know what you're saying, you know, that can feel really big, but it's more for now at least find something that for now you can imagine occupying you for the rest of your life. For goodness sake, don't spend your time on something that if if someone asks you that question, you're like, oh God, no, (laughs) like I have to force myself to do it. What really I find fascinating about this conversation is that Everything that we're saying can almost um, be applied equally that we could be talking about from a personal point of view or an artistic point of view. Mm -hmm. And you've said before that, you know, being an artist is the greatest personal development journey that you could get on. It's so true. I think this idea of of letting go, it's, it's just, you know, just exactly the same in the art, in art and in the art process as it is in those those personal things. And it really overlaps, like what you were saying about discovering what's unique to us. And again, I've just said that discovering what's unique to us, that's what we're saying. It's not about going out there to find something that can be your unique thing. It's about letting go of the things that you think you need to be or letting go Mm -hmm. of the way that you think your art has to look and I think that if you can shed those masks and shed those um ideas expectations yeah shed the beliefs and the ideas and the expectations of yourself if you can let yourself truly if you can let yourself be broken down enough I think that's where the vulnerability comes in And it's also interconnected. If you can let go of those things, those walls that we put up and the masks that we put up to protect ourselves from Mm -hmm. it being really seen as we really are, you know, that that person who's just deeply in love with color, instead of layering stuff on top of that to try and make it appear more important to other people and layering stuff on top of ourselves to make ourselves seem more important to other people if you can let go of all that stuff you get right down to something that's really meaningful to you it's that uncovered onion skin you know the one that's really new and tender Mm -hmm. and you're vulnerable but that's the point at which you start creating art which is like I said earlier art which 
surprises people. It surprises you. If it's surprising you, it's surprising others because as you've said before, it's your unique, it's truly your unique view. It's the, yes. the, the, it's the perspective that only you can have but you can only bring that out. Yes. It's a it's a real catch-22. You can only bring that out if you can take the risk of letting go of everyone else's perspectives and clearing out all that noise and risk saying what only you can say and yes. risk doing it as much as you might worry or then feel that it's small or it's not important or whatever it is. But you got to let go of all that stuff and make the art that's you. Yeah, and I think you just said it's a, if you can allow yourself to to have a I don't want to say breakdown like have a breakdown. <laughs> it sometimes can look like a breakdown, but allowing yourself to break down all yes. of the pieces and clearly exactly. look at it in a way that you start to see yourself more clearly because I think this is where imposter syndrome kind of comes in when we don't see ourselves enough, you know, in our own mm-hmm. work, we can feel like an imposter because we've collected all these ideas and things and and it feels like we're maybe living on someone else's, like we're borrowing their art, so to speak. Mm. And I think when we start peeling the onion and we can see ourselves more clearly, that imposter syndrome just goes out the door because you're living your truth, you know, and it's your yeah, truth. there's a point at which you just don't care. I mean, there's something yes. there. There's a point at which it's almost like it could be that that imposter anxiety is fueled in a way by um, the energy that you're putting into maintaining, again, masks or kind of pretenses in a way. And maybe it hasn't been consciously acknowledged yet, but it's a hint a lot of these things in life, as in, in life and in art, is that when you feel a particular way, it's an indication it's a pointer for me uh recently when I reached a point with trying things out where I felt like uh, like I was pushing really hard I really wanted to make things work and I'm like why can't I solve this this problem of what direction my art is going in because I'm trying this I've got the past I've got yeah I'm throwing things at it I'm, I'm every I come up with a new idea and I'm throwing things at it and I realized there's no, like I'm, I'm pushing, but there's no internal fire around mm-hmm. this. I don't, I don't feel excitement around it. And I realized that I was feeling like really locked into trying to solve a problem. And as you've said before, when you step back and go, do I really care about this problem? But how I short-circuited that, and I think that's another thing that you can do, it's a bit of a real turning things on its head, is to say, oh, I was trying to hold too many things together. I mean, it all comes (laughs) in life as in art, in art as in life. When you're trying to hold too many things together, whether it's on the canvas, you're trying to fit too many things in. Why? Because it needs to be big enough and important enough for other people to care about. It needs to have all the bells and whistles. It needs to be enough. The same as in your own life where you're trying to hold too many things together so that you yourself are enough for other people to think that you're worthy and that you're valuable. You just end up like, I don't know, a donkey with a a lot of baggage on your back. (laughs) And it's not... (laughs) And so you're like, hang on, maybe it would be easier if I put some of this down. 
you know totally. just put it down and step back and forget about what I thought I had to get on here and as you say what can I what can I get really excited about pick the one thing that I can get really excited about and put my energy there um and it just I mean it just works on so many levels so many levels totally so what I have to say about this onion is at the center of it it's it's your fire in your belly right you're mm-hmm. talking about the fire and that's why it's so personal because no one can tell you what the fire in your belly should look like or be like and we don't have your eyes we don't have your point of view but that's what's really cool is it's it's all up to you to decide what lights that fire and mm-hmm. that process and that drive i think the other thing that we're talking about here is that this really is like an unlocking of a drive this compelled feeling of creation in a way that you really honor and feel good about in in the path not necessarily that the vision is clear but that fire and understanding what that fire is for you i think is the crucial piece of the middle of the onion and being really honest with that in a way like and again i'm going to say this in a way that hopefully makes sense but we always doubt whether that's enough or oh people might think this and oh this doesn't this isn't the way that this art kind of shows up in the world and or or am i good enough yes am i good enough to like execute that am i good enough to be the person who carries that flame let's say yes Yeah. yeah and also that is a there is a self-confidence that has to come with that because we have to say i don't really care what other people think i'm gonna just do this anyway because there is i really believe that that there's a part there that we cross over that has to do with the perception of what other people think of those ideas that also limit our belief and our vision for what's possible because i think the center of the onion and the fire is what's really possible for our art and sometimes we are so we don't even know it's a belief you know Mm, that's limiting us all of these things we've been talking about can be so muddled in together levels of awareness and unawareness unconsciousness so I think it's questioning too what what beliefs are actually true and most beliefs aren't actually true like they're mm. just these things that we um, we perceive and and usually the outside world doesn't say it anyway I mean I can think mm. of specific examples of things that um, you've told me back about your art or your thoughts on something and I'm like huh what are you talking about I don't see it like that at all so I think that really look at questioning that and and the other thing I'd have to say about the onion is there's a there was a point that I started making some art that really excited me and I was like oh wow this is this is really cool but it scared me really Mm -hmm. scared me and so I had to sit with it so the other part of this little peeling of the onion I think is saying it's okay to sit with the change yeah it's okay to just the time be in it You don't have to rush it out the door. No one's saying you have to do anything. You know, and even if you got people knocking on your Instagram door, like just be 
patient with yourself and and sit with it because I think the other part of the onion is you want to you want to show up in the outside world really believing in what you're doing and if you're still scared by it it's hard to move to the next step it's hard to take that next step in showing it to the outside world and I've seen this in my own practice and that's why I'm saying this is I do think that we get a little hard on ourselves of, of feeling like, oh, I've, I've found the fire, but this scares me. Now I have to rush it into production and get it out as much as possible. The world's <laughs> waiting on it. Is it really? <laughs> I think yeah, that it's, yeah. it's okay to take your time because I feel like for me, it's been better to show up when I'm ready because then I can really do what I want to do with it rather than rush it. Yeah, I think that could be one of our unearthing art mottos is... Um, the process is a process. Yes. So, as in it takes time. It's not a sudden. It's, it, it's not a McDonald's um, yeah. franchise. It's, not a, it's yeah. not a system that is a proven five-step formula at all. But I think just, again, sitting in the middle of it for a while and looking at it and saying, because if you look at something like, I'll give myself an example. I did some work. I did it. It scared me so much that I literally put it aside for six months, tucked it away in a shelf, um, and wasn't really sure what to do with it. I was like, oh, I really like you. You totally scare me. Let me just put you away for a while. I don't know what to do with you right now. My head couldn't wrap itself because I was back in my old world of who I've always been, Mm -hmm. what people have seen me to be as an artist, and... And I felt connected to it, but I wasn't sure what that meant for me and how that was going to manifest. So then I sat with it longer. And then I kept looking at it and saying, actually, I really like you. I really think there's more here to be done. And I think that's a good sign when you can look at something and say, yeah, I really like time doesn't change your point of view on that. You still really like that, you know? Mm, Yeah. Do you feel like what you're working on now is your fire do you feel like that is it's I feel it's the fire and I also feel like it evolves and I still don't think it's a Mm -hmm. static thing I don't Mm -hmm. it's a fire that lights the the deeper fire and I think it's a process that you know it's going into the onion but then the onion gets bigger I don't know if that makes any sense so you go into the center of the onion and then the possibilities open up even more (laughs) yeah these analogies are getting rough aren't they there's an onion (laughs) there's a fire inside the onion but the onion gets bigger and then the fire keeps burning but there's a different (laughs) we're really torturing our analogies here i think it's really in line with what we both believe and we've talked about which is that it's seductive the idea that there's a one and done answer at the end. Yes. If someone was listening to us talking here and saying, oh, okay, Michelle and Becca saying, I just need to find my fire and then everything's going to be okay from then on. I will know what it is I want to create. Everyone will love it. I'll have to be really vulnerable and expose myself in the process. Yeah, that sounds a bit rough. But anyway, the point is, what's my fire? And then they start trying to work that out. As always, (laughs) things move, things keep evolving, but it's what fires you up to continue that process. Is that fair? Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. And what's really what I think is cool about that is that it's it shows you new possibilities that surprise yourself. And that's mm-hmm. why we make art is to be, you know, to have that little like, oh, that's, you know, we do it for the little bit of the thrill, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah. What's cool about that is even if I feel like you go down the path of really peeling the onion and letting go of things, because you've just deepened it, it's a well that's very deep and big and lots of possibility with it that are exciting that I I constantly still like, ooh, that didn't work out. I should try this. But it's still still on the path. It just doesn't always look exactly the way you think it's going to look because that's what art is and when we are letting go of things shedding layers looking for that really kind of authentic core flame that that is us for here and now at least because we're not fixed and our art's not fixed we've talked about perhaps shedding beliefs and stories about ourselves I would also say that in my most recent as in this week work (laughs) and process yeah I've really in in shedding a lot of I guess ideas that I've picked up it's funny since since I've been painting since I've got on this artistic path I've actually rediscovered a flame that I probably had there and had dismissed as not for me, not something I could go for, not something I was worthy of or that I could really excel in or show up in the world as, you know, that I dismissed like 15 years ago or 10 years ago. And now it's come back, you know, as a roaring flame and all of a sudden I'm filled with the excited possibility (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and see 15 this is this is it these are the things that are really in that center of the onion it's like you something that you may have put to the back burner or didn't feel like it was enough on its own or that you were worthy i think this is very true of a lot of artists um in fact i can't think of a single one that hasn't thought this idea that they weren't worthy of this thing or this thing wasn't worthy because maybe it's weird or it's stupid or whatever and the reality is art art is made up of everything it can be anything like there mm-hmm. the like these rules that we tell ourselves are just crazy because I'm so happy that you're torching the flame to something <laughs> from 15 years ago. It just, yeah. it's, it, to me, I'm like, the world without that would be a, a duller place. So yeah. this is the thing about these things that are intuitive because this is, this is back peeling back the onion to see herself the way she was earlier. Same with yeah. me. You know, yeah. it's like we, we're always there. We just have to clear the dust and clear out these these things that cloud the vision and think that we're all these other things as well, you know? And isn't it funny that when we're able to do that, generally are actually rewarded. It's funny, you might avoid it or put it off thinking that, you know, all those worries and fears you have, of what how others will perceive you. But when you start to get to that point, this wonderful thing can happen where first of all it feels so resonant and aligned that you don't actually care what other people say or think yeah like because this is me and second of all when you show up like that all of a sudden 
people are like, oh, yeah, that like that's totally you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's totally. Know. I don't know. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's I think I think that's what's funny, too, is people are waiting for you to show up as yourself. They really are. Yes, they and really they actually are. reward you for it. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to come to terms with that, I think, sometimes, especially if there's a lot mm. of self-doubt in who we are. Um, even beyond the artist, like just self-doubt in general and to feel like we can honor something that feels, I don't know, sometimes I feel like it's like we think we have this dirty little secret, this secret underworld of ourselves and it's like people yeah. are like, oh yeah, that's you. And you're like, oh, why didn't why didn't I do this sooner? So the, the, my tip for the day yeah. would be the, the weird thing that you have in you, that little secret, that little onion that's been, you know, maybe buried or the flame was lit once and you snuffed it out like just have a look at it look at it closer and find a way to light that flame and light the flame so freaking big that the other stuff is unnecessary light the flame so big that it 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 burns away all that all the excess baggage all the excess stuff you've been carrying around just as the song goes let it go let, Let it, it go. go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and also be flexible because it's moving. It's not static. So that's why, you know, through the process that I teach and work on, I'm always relooking at how to spark that flame and how to keep that flame going because it's not, um, we get bored with ourselves. So yeah. we gotta keep, keep the spark going on it. And again, I think we're being quite philosophical about it because we're saying you know let go of those outer layers you get to the the tender inner part of the onion and then what we're actually saying is and then when you get there you know what there is more outer layers keep going (laughs) keep going and because that's life so don't do it thinking you're going to get to some if you do it quickly enough or you do it right you're going to get to a center where you don't have to do that anymore it actually keeps going but it's a path you're enjoying it can be super fun, I gotta say. Like, I know that it can be super painful <laughs> and all of that. Yes, and also it can be the, the best time ever. Yeah. And so, one last question for you, Beck. Can you imagine putting the flame out on all these things that you've recently discovered? Oh, no. No. See? Oh, it'd be horrible. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. There we go. Thanks for joining us today. One of our big goals for this podcast is to bring into the open conversations around what it's really like to work in our art studios and find our way through this messy, unpredictable creative process, stuff that we often don't hear talked about in real depth. So Michelle and I draw on our experiences and also what we hear from artists in our Inspiration Room membership. But this path is so different for each of us and we would really appreciate hearing more of what it's like for you. What's surprised you about making art? How have you adapted your art process? And what are the questions you've discovered for yourself that you can imagine exploring for a long time as an artist? You can tell us more in a number of ways. Uh, Message us on Instagram at unearthingart. Or if you head to unearthingart.com and scroll down, you'll find a contact form and also a way to record an audio message for us. So if there's something you'd like us to dig into in a future episode, do let us know.
Thanks again and catch you next time.